Hello, Coaches Cup members. Sonia Green here from Sonia Green Coaching. And today, I want to talk today about imposter syndrome versus a confidence deficit. And I want to talk to you about this because I have women who come to me as coaching clients all the time, and they'll say something like, I didn't think I had imposter syndrome until I started reading your emails or until I heard you say something on one of your podcasts. And so a lot of women still don't know exactly what imposter syndrome is and if they have that or if they just have a confidence issue. So I first I want to tell you I've done something to make that easier to distinguish if you will go to my website, soniagreencoaching.com, on the homepage, there's this big pink button in the top right-hand corner. You can't miss it. And it says something like, have imposter syndrome? Take this quiz to find out. If you will click that, you will be directed to a 10-question quiz. It's very quick. It's All of them are yes-no answers. And it will tell you, do you have imposter syndrome or are you dealing with a confidence deficit? I'm also dealing with this as the topic of today's podcast. I'm introducing this topic today and then I'm following it up in the next couple of weeks with some other podcasts that I'm just going to kind of tease you now. Uh, at the end of this episode, I'll tell you a little bit more about what's coming up but they're going to connect directly to today's topic. So what's the difference between just not being confident or having a confidence deficit versus having imposter syndrome? I will tell you that one of the quickest, easiest ways to distinguish it is to ask yourself, Am I moving forward in the world? Am I living my dream to some extent? And what I mean by that is this. Most women with imposter syndrome, hmm, I'm not even sure that most is correct there. Almost all women with imposter syndrome are also very high achieving women. They are ambitious, they have goals, and they're working on those goals. Incrementally, moving along, they're not usually staying in one place. Now, you've heard me say before that I got stuck in an imposter syndrome and a shame cycle for several years. So there may be periods where they do feel stuck, but for the most part, they are going after at least some level of their goals and dreams. Women with a confidence deficit, women who are just lacking confidence, many times they are stopping themselves before they even go after their dreams. So they are going to do things that are safe. They're going to go into jobs that are safe. Let's say that, that they are a bank teller and that they've taken on this job because it's a very safe job. They've, they know how to do it. 
They know how to work with customers and do the things required, but they'd love to be a loan officer. One day, a loan officer job opens in the bank and they look at it and they're like, "Mm, I wish I could do that, but I probably can't. And so they don't even try. Generally, someone with imposter syndrome will try for that job. Now, they may totally blow it on the interview. They may let imposter syndrome get in their heads and keep them from moving forward this time, but they will try for it. Someone with a lack of confidence will often be overcome by their self-doubt. And so that's one big way to distinguish, do I have imposter syndrome or do I have a confidence deficit? When someone with imposter syndrome applies for that job, let's say they do get it. Many times women with imposter syndrome are excellent at the, at the old adage, fake it till you make it. I know I heard that when I was a 21-year-old grad student going in to teach my first college class. My professor, he said, you got to fake it till you make it. And let me tell you, I believe I lived that adage. I imagined myself putting on my teacher's hat when I went in the room. You know, I it was a it was something that I envisioned, I visualized for myself, and I saw myself putting on that hat and walking into the room and I faked it. And that's the way I made it through. And many times women with imposter syndrome, they will say, I'm going to take a shot at this. I want to be a loan officer. I think I can do it. And so they'll actually get into the position. And then once they get into the position, they'll start questioning. Sheesh, what am I doing here? I have no clue what I'm doing. They're going to figure it out. They only hired me because they like me, because I'm nice to customers. Uh, they're They're going to find out pretty soon that I don't have a clue what I'm doing. That's the kind of voices women with imposter syndrome here in their heads all the time. I'm a fraud. I'm going to get caught. But we're still striving to, to make it move or to move forward, to move everything forward. In fact, striving is another sign of imposter syndrome. And what do I mean by striving? I mean, we feel like we have to work harder than everyone else so that we don't get caught. Women with imposter syndrome will work overtime. They'll work weekends. They will put off a vacation because it's just not a good time because they're always trying to stay a few steps ahead of everyone else. They think if they can strive to stay ahead of everyone else, maybe, just maybe, nobody will figure out that they're a fraud. One thing, one similarity that women with a confidence deficit and women with imposter syndrome share, that they will get to a point where they may be afraid to dream any bigger. I have talked about this, I think episode 132, I talked about being afraid of going after your big goals. We will eventually stop ourselves 
we'll get to a point where we're like, we just can't go any further. This is, this is my stopping point, even though we want more. And that's the real danger of whether it's a confidence deficit or it's imposter syndrome. That's the real danger is we limit what we're able to do. And if you're listening to me, then please know that you have a purpose. You have a place in this world that nobody else can fill. The thing that you do is so special and unique and people need to hear your voice. They need to see you in leadership positions. And if you have a confidence deficit or if you have imposter syndrome, you're going to get to a point where you feel like you can't go on, but the world needs your voice. And that's why coaching can be so important because as coaches, whether it is a confidence deficit or imposter syndrome, we can help you move through that. So it is so important. You do not have to hire me as your coach. I love to work on those things, but it's important to have someone supporting you, helping you move forward, helping you find your first steps forward. If, If it's a confidence deficit, then find somebody to help you get out of that and get started on your path. You have so much to give the world. And we need more of what you have. Something to think about when you're thinking about whether it's a confidence deficit or imposter syndrome. A confidence deficit is almost always about what we can't do. So the bank teller versus loan officer example that I gave you, someone who lacks confidence, who's overcome with self-doubt, they can't do that job. They can they can do the bank teller job, but they can't do the loan officer job. Imposter syndrome is always about who we're trying to be. Think about that for just a minute. A confidence deficit is about what we can't do. Imposter syndrome is about who we are trying to be. So the person with imposter syndrome is going to go after the loan officer position because they know they can do it. But when they get there, they want, they're not sure they can be it. What if I'm a fraud? I can't be this loan officer. It's a deeper sense of identity, something you can't do versus something you can't be. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be having some special guests. I'm going to be bringing on some women entrepreneurs and educators, and they are going to be talking about their imposter syndrome and things that they did to move past their imposter syndrome. Because here's the key to getting rid of your imposter syndrome. The key is learning to be vulnerable. And I'm going to talk in a few weeks about vulnerability and what that means, because that's a word that can really be scary if we don't think deeply about it and and what I mean by that. So I'm hold on and we're going to talk about that after we meet these guests. But ultimately, being vulnerable is what moves you past 
It's the best possible way to overcome your imposter syndrome. And these women, by being on the podcast, by telling us their story, they're being vulnerable so that you can learn. It's difficult to be vulnerable, but it's also incredibly rewarding. So that's my lesson for today. Again, if you still are not sure, if you want more information, maybe you think, huh, this sounds a lot like me. Maybe I do have imposter syndrome. Go to my homepage on my website, soniagreencoaching.com. There's a big pink button in the right-hand top corner. Click on that, take the quiz, and you'll get an answer immediately. Answer your 10 questions and then you'll get a, get a response. Do you have imposter syndrome or are you dealing with a confidence deficit? Like I said, either way, coaching can help move you forward and help you gain the confidence to do what you want to do in your life and to make an impact on other people. That's what this is all about, right? We are all here trying to make the world a better place, starting with ourselves. So take the quiz, find out. If you're looking for coaching from me, you can also schedule a free consult on that same homepage. I am more than happy to talk to you to let you know what coaching is like. Some people are afraid to be vulnerable from even the beginning stages, you know, sharing things with a coach. Let's talk. I'll walk you through it. And then if you have questions, we can move forward from there. All right. I'll see you next week.